0: All right, welcome to this week's The Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacking here alongside my good friend and co host Travis Crins. Travis, how are we doing?
1: I had to return and cancel all of my cousins for MVP banners and memorabilia. I uh, had to call it in this morning and say, nope, I don't want it no more.
0: Well, okay. So we're just going to start right there, huh? I mean, we have. Could have gone a few different directions. We could have. Started oh no! With... Oh
1: no! We gotta start with this stone fucking team.
0: Well, so the the Vikings looked really good for a half a, a half a quarter. They take half the first quarter, drive down the length of the field, score a touchdown, and that would be the only points they would score against the Cleveland Browns the rest of the day. Um, they only lose fourteen to seven. Had multiple opportunities. Um. Yes. I sense uh, sense you're going to place the blame mostly on Kirk Cousins' feet. Or at the feet of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, for most of
1: it. you got to score more than seven. First drive, excellent. you You got to score more than seven. And they never really came close to scoring.
0: No, they didn't.
1: I never tried to tell like they missed a bunch of field goals. I did get to watch the game. Pretty much all of it. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Yep. Cleveland. I'm waiting for Cleveland. The defense was—it's the best they've played in a long time.
0: It also was the worst that Baker Mayfield and the Browns have played in a while, too. By the looks of it, I mean Baker did not have a good day.
1: They got pressure on them. They dropped a few balls. I mean, 14 points—you got to win that game. Mm-hmm. I saw Zimmer was trending on my Twitter, and people were calling for him to be fired. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah. His record against winning teams is like, well, fuck. As long as the defense is good, I can't justify firing him because he's in charge of the defense. So, if, they're, I was thinking, if they don't like the playoffs, he's probably done. And the enemy is out there,
0: and I don't know who
1: he's going to be. I'm sure that'll be a popular pick. But
0: mm-hmm. the- I, So, I'm not going to place this... All on Kirk Cousins. In fact, I'm going to place very little of it on Kirk Cousins. I'm going to place it on the five guys mainly in front of him who couldn't protect to save their freaking lives. I mean, this, for as good as the Vikings' O-line has been, for the most part, through three games this season, they were atrocious on Sunday. They couldn't get a running game established for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin left the game. He kind of re-injured that ankle, and then he came back in, had a nice little six-yard pop, and... Which was fine. The play calling was bad as well. So I'm going to blame Clint Kubiak for this as well. And on the Cousins interception, which, by the way, for the Cousins haters out there, was his first interception in the last 226 attempts. I blame Cousins 50% for that pass, for that interception, because he leads Thielen way across the field. And Greedy Williams is just kind of right there. Uh, like, what Thielen wasn't even his guy, but if you look at Thielen's route if Thielen cuts in rather than keeps going up the field that's a catch he makes that catch or draws a pass interference penalty and then we're talking about a whole different ball game here so Thielen and his route running there not very good again Cousins maybe didn't need to lead him quite as much but if Thielen cuts in and you could see it too like Thielen just keeps running up the field rather than stopping or, like, moving back inside. So I blame Thielen 50% for that. Cousins still 50% for leading him that far. But that that one I put, like, when I saw that, I, I sent a text to my dad. I'm like, what's Thielen doing there? He's got to cut back in rather than keep moving up the field.
1: This is a quarterback that can't do, he needs everything to go right. If the offensive line's not good, he's not going to play well. Like, he needs everything to go right for him just to, to be, to but he only got
0: sacked twice. Like he didn't. It, it's not like he folded up like a, a lawn chair and constantly no. ducked under pressure. He, he actually escaped pressure pretty good.
1: It feels like he just can't move when there's pressure. Like he just can't get out of the way. He can't make a throw on the run. Like he can't do anything. Well, if he's got pressure, he can't. Like we've seen so many guys get out of the, out of the pocket. Hmm. You go along with know Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson and Mahomes and Rogers, you know, all, all the good quarterbacks. They can get out of the pocket. They can make something happen. Yeah. And there's a rush nice. in his face. Like Cousins just can't do that. Like, if things aren't perfect, he, he's not going to be good. But did you see That's that? Frustrating.
0: Did you see that throw to KJ Osborne? Did you see that one throw to Justin Jefferson placed right over uh, Denzel Ward's head? Like. He puts the ball in very good spots so I can't I can't say entirely that this is on him cuz he made some great throws on Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's what's so frustrating is he makes those throws and then they score 7 points. Yeah. They scored what? They scored 9 versus Seattle. Zimmer said, "No, oh, that's the best the offense has ever been since I've been here." Mhm. That Seattle game. I'm like, it was good. He scored 30 points, you scored 9 in the second half. Uh, Bucky, the, the best you've ever played, I'd sort of Christ, probably score at least 50 points. Nine in the second half, they scored three against the Cardinals in the second half. They yeah. had that uh, pick six. That was the only touchdown they scored. Right. Yep. Yeah. Nope. So in the last, what, the last three second halves, they've scored four field goals. Yep.
0: Yeah. Nope. I, and I like, get it.
1: What in the fuck is wrong with this offense? I I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, let's uh, even look at the last play of the game because, again, the Browns, to their everlasting credit, gave the Vikings multiple opportunities here to tie the game up. I mean, if Baker Mayfield could have hit Odell Beckham Jr., who was wide open, wide open, we're not even talking about anything else here. But it would have been 21-7 Browns. That that would have been the end of it. But he didn't. And you know what? That's fine because the Vikings have a chance. Then Kirk drives them down the field at the what they're at the 26 or like the the 31 yard line, something like that. A uh, time for one last play and the the hail mary, if we're gonna call it that, was a very poor throw, a very flat line throw. But Thielen is interfered with or at the very at bare minimum, he's held. And now this is back to back weeks on a in the, on a hail mary or last ditch attempt. We had it in the Chargers Chiefs game last week. And now we have it this week. There's clear interference there and there is no call. Like what in the hell are the refs doing? Like okay, we can just mug everyone now? Like that's a you have to you have to be consistent with your calls. That well, they was
1: consistent that they don't call anything. As on the final play. So they've made it they've made it abundantly clear you can interfere on, on the final play.
0: Well then why did the Vikings get called for it against the Golden Boy and Rob Gronkowski and the Buccaneers last year? Because they are the Vikings. Yep. I mean it, <laughs> it, it's it's just it's very frustrating the the inconsistency throughout the game and of course yeah, very frustrating with the inconsistency with the offense. Um I mean Brian Bull Cousins roster. was
1: twenty of thirty-eight for two hundred three. He did not play well. No twenty. He, that's that's he, not. This better be his worst game. I can't imagine it'll be worse than twenty of thirty-eight.
0: I don't. I, I don't think he will.
1: I can't. And then I mean, that, that that stat of him with the rating under eighty-five and twenty passes. Well, this is another game where he lost. Somebody who won in that situation was Baker Mayfield, who also did not play well. His what rating was a sixty. Mm-hmm. And he had 33 passes for 555 yards, and he ended up winning the game. So two quarterbacks who played not very well. One of them had to win, and it just turns out it wasn't the Vikings.
0: That uh, that fourth, was it fourth and goal, or maybe it was just third and goal. But I think it was third and goal uh, for the Browns. and It they was called, fourth and goal, and they stopped him. Four, fourth goal, yeah, and they called a pass interference or holding on Eric Kendricks, And... It was very minimal. Like I there, I saw Twitter kind of blew up on that. Like it, it like that's a ticky-tack call. I, I don't know it. It yes, he grabbed him, but not not by a ton. I've seen far worse go unflagged.
1: And I mean, they, they stopped him. They stopped yeah. him fourth down. I I did love how aggressive the Browns were. Kevin yep. Stefanski, if that's his call, I give him credit for being so aggressive. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Uh, old miss. It did not work for old miss. No, so a Every fucking time. So you, you, you gamble with that, but they did. And they stopped him. Held him to field goal, but then there was a penalty. And then they stopped him a couple more times. And finally, like, the sixth, seventh, eighth time, they finally scored. It's like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Finally, score a touchdown. So, yeah, I came away with the, away with the game not very impressed by Cleveland. And uh, it's the Vikings, and it's another. 500 season for them, it looks like, because this was a big game. Yep. You got Detroit next week, you'll beat them. You got Dallas, which they're going to beat the shit out of you probably the way Dallas is going. Yeah. But,
0: you got to win that game at Carolina then to get to 3-3 three and three, heading into that Sunday they, night game against Dallas.
1: And it just seems historically they do not do well at Carolina. Right. So I'm not looking forward to that one. So, again, yeah, this uh, playoffs, snow 500. It's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a team that's... Eight nine wins. That's it's what they are. Just an average, yeah, average
0: team. It it, it just sucks because the three losses have come by a combined eleven points. I mean they're one play away from winning or tying the game on each uh, in each game, and it, it's just it's it, it's that's what it's like to be a Vikings fan, or that's what it's like to be the Vikings. And did you I don't know did you see the play in the Detroit game? It's just a like a microcosm of being a Detroit Lion fan, or just Uh-oh. the microcosm of their season. Uh, Jared Goff uh, the snap hits him I think it's almost like in the shoulder or something and then bounces back into the arms of a defense of a Bears defensive lineman I mean like Goff didn't even have control of it and somehow it just bounced right in the air into the arms I mean, it's just like that's the Detroit Lions for you and I feel like what the Vikings have experienced here against Cincinnati against Arizona and now against Cleveland that's the epitome, that's the microcosm of, you know, their season so far. And I do expect Kirk Cousins to play much better. I expect the Vikings, I, they better not come out flat against Detroit. They know that they are very close, and hopefully Zimmer keeps, you know, saying like, hey, guys, we're there, we're, we're, we're almost to the point where we, we can start turning this thing around. Just look at the game against Seattle. You could do that. You could string together some wins. It would be big. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at some of the, like, San Francisco, all of a sudden with all the injuries they have, they're going to be starting Trey Lance. They don't look nearly as good. If Carolina doesn't have Christian McCaffrey, I mean, the Dallas just torched them. And I think the Vikings can have some similar success offensively against the Panthers. Uh, and it, But, I mean, I think you're just looking at some of these teams, and even the Chargers, I feel like the Vikings can go into L.A. and beat Justin Herbert and the Chargers. It's not going to be easy, but they can do it. Uh, there, are, there are wins that can be had later on down the line um, that I thought weren't going to happen, but something needs to turn around like a, the first time they get blown out then i'll be like yeah i'm okay i'm gonna throw in the towel here but they're so close just one or two plays each game go their way and we're talking about a four and oh team no worse than three and one
1: they can win every game and they can lose every game but i know it's gonna every is gonna be close because that's just the way the NFL works, and that's that's just the way the vikings work where every game is going to be close for the most part
0: look at how many teams though are 1 and 3 this year or 2 and 2 like the okay the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears are both 2 and 2 and they have just some confounding losses in different ways like the Saints get blown out by the Panthers Panthers are appear to be a pretty good team then the Saints inexplicably lose to Daniel Jones in the New York Giants like it's just it's unfathomable that the Saints playing in their first game in New Orleans could be so bad against the winless Giants who do everything they possibly can to screw things up. So, that's a terrible loss for the Saints. The Bears, meanwhile, get just look like shit against Cleveland, look like shit against the Rams. They barely beat Cincinnati, and they beat a Lions team who's like, okay, I mean, I that's fine, I guess you beat the Lions, but... I'm not looking at the Bears like a good team. They're two and two, and then you see some of these other teams that are one and three. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers look absolutely awful. I mean, if you go back to last year after they started 11 and 0, what are the, what are they since like um, like in a row? two and eight? Like it's bad. It's really really yeah. bad in uh in Pittsburgh right now. I mean the the Indianapolis Colts. Are one and three. You look at some of these other teams. I mean, Dallas, two and two. Philadelphia, the Giants, one and three. The Vikings are better than all these teams. Uh, And in the NFC, uh, Seattle doesn't look nearly as good, though they had a good win at San Francisco. San Francisco maybe doesn't look quite as good now with that injury to Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Trent Williams, their offensive tackle. Like, there are teams that. We thought might be really good that maybe aren't nearly quite as good. So I'm not throwing the Vikings out of this by any stretch, but they need to start putting together some wins in a hurry. But there are just a, there are a ton of one and three teams at this point, and we only have two undefeated teams as of the recording of this podcast, and it could be down to one after Monday. Mm-hmm. It's
1: a weird year, and that goes back to my thing last week of nobody knows anything about anything. Right? They got hours and hours and networks devoted to football. To tell you, oh yeah, this is going to happen. That's going to happen, and this this projection and that. And I fuck Jay. Nobody else with the, the Jets won. Bunch of weird stuff happens. The Lions almost beat the Ravens last. I mean, no. fuck, just no. ridiculous shit. No. Just ridiculous stuff. And Bengals and Packers this week. Bengals are a three and a half point underdog. Yeah, Bengals can beat the Packers. Sure, why? It's, there's no upsets anymore. It's like Patriots almost beat Tampa. I like think anything can happen. Chargers should beat the Raiders, I would say, pretty handily tonight. I, I don't agree. know what's going to happen. They're a three point favorite. Uh, it's, it scares me that everybody says, yep, Chargers should win pretty easily. It's a three, yeah. point, <laughs> uh, three point spread. <laughs> so I, I have no idea.
0: I absolutely agree there. But my, my point with the Chargers is always this what's the home field advantage going to be like? There's going to be a lot of silver and black there at SoFi Stadium <laughs> Monday night. I mean, there were a lot of Cowboys fans there for their home opener. How much is this going to feel like a home field advantage for the Chargers, similar to when they played at the soccer uh, complex? I mean, just uh, a small stadium, you got a ton of fans from the opposing team coming in because the Chargers don't really have a fan base. Well, they've developed more of a fan base, but when you're in an 80,000-seat cavern of a stadium, it still could be a 50- uh thousand thirty thousand split so i mean maybe like 62 percent 38 percent 60 40 in there and it's not going to feel like a like a home field or advantage by any means
1: there are seven playoff teams and i feel like this is a year where that seventh team is not going to be very good
0: no i agree i agree because i have a
1: hard time i have a hard time kind of going through okay this team's gonna win this team's gonna win like, you look at the NFC, you got Dallas, so they'll win that division. You yes. got the Packers, so they'll win yep. that division. Yep. You got you got Tampa and the Rams, okay? You got Arizona, yep. they're going to be in probably. Yep. Uh, you need two more teams, Seattle, San Francisco, one of them, both of them. I don't know, okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of them. And who else? Is it the Vikings? Carolina, who, who means? else? Carolina, yeah, Carolina, we like them. So, Carolina san francisco seattle two of those three make it maybe it, i don't
0: know but you got to throw the vikings in there still too oh. i mean the the vikings and the, again this is more of an anomaly just because of how bad the packers played and looked in week one against new orleans but the vikings are the only team in the nfc north was a with a positive point differential right now plus two packers next at minus five chicago at minus 27 detroit at minus 38 um it seems like that
1: Saints Packers game. You just throw that out. Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense at this point.
0: Yep, uh, absolutely. Same with same with Buffalo Pittsburgh. Like, how does Buffalo lose to Pittsburgh, and then Pittsburgh know. look as bad as they have? That I mean you mentioned the Jets beating Tennessee, and Zach Wilson looked really good in the second half. I thought Tennessee was going to be able to scrape by and win that game. And I think in a normal week, you would say, "Wow, that is an absolutely disgusting loss by the Titans." And it's a bad loss because the Jets aren't very good. But considering the fact that the Titans were without A.J. Brown and without Julio Jones, their top two wide receivers, you have a, lot of, you have a bunch of unproven guys there. You don't have really a, a tight end to speak of. It's, we're, we're solely relying on Derrick Henry here. And that defense just didn't show up in the second half. Zach Wilson torched them a few times. Corey Davis, former Titan, he had a big game against his former team. Josh Crowder had a, a catch, Keelan Cole. So... The Jets give give them credit for winning that game against Tennessee, but Tennessee is at full strength here, especially offensively. I don't see I don't see Tennessee uh, losing that game.
1: Here's what I bet on this week: Okay. shits and giggles, put ten fifteen dollars on all these games. All right, I bet on the Jets to win outright, like plus two twenty two. I bet the Jets to win. Nice. Pick a shot. That ended up working out. Yes. I bet the fal the Falcons minus one. Fuck you, Falcons, pieces <laughs> of shit. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, what else did I bet here? I why, bet, would you bet, uh,
0: why would you bet on the Falcons, just out of curiosity? You know they, they're like the Vikings. They constantly yeah. disappoint.
1: They played Washington. Washington's not very good. It's, it's at Atlanta. Yep. I mean, they were there. Give it up in the last seconds as the Atlanta usually does. Yes. Uh, I bet uh, Jacksonville was a plus seven, seven and a half. Yeah. They half. They're off too a good start. They held on. Jacksonville covered for me. Yep. Uh, what else? I bet on the Vikings. That's you know that went. Yeah, uh, that was a, pretty much a pick'em game. Um, I bet the Eagles plus six and a half, plus seven. Uh, they made it close, but uh, Eagles did not cover. Uh, I bet Rams, Cardinals over 54. 50- Three and a half and then another oh, 57. Ooh, that late touchdown, Crins. That late touchdown I didn't I didn't, the, I didn't follow the game. Was there a late touchdown on the Cardinal side? It or?
0: was a late touchdown on the Rams side. Here, the let Rams me uh, good. Let, let me get this up here. Cause it was thirty-seven to thirteen and I think the Rams scored with like a minute and a half to Ooh, go. Uh, let, the game
1: was done, It's a garbage touchdown. It
0: was a garbage touchdown. For sure. Uh, with a minute 14 to go, yes, Robert Woods Jesus. from Matthew Stafford. And uh, that, that came on the heels of uh, of the Cardinals kicking a field goal with 338. They had a 12 play 94-yard drive that resulted in a 23-yard field goal. Jesus Christ. So, there you go. And, and I bet on the
1: Broncos, minus one, that didn't work out. Nope. They got, did, Bridgewater gets hurt, so that didn't help. And I bet on uh, the Patriots plus six and a half plus seven, and they covered. Mm-hmm. So it was 50 50 was like it always is. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, you, you bet on New England uh, plus six and a half, seven. You, you bet on the Jets to win. You bet on uh, Jacksonville to cover. And then, you know, Broncos lose, Vikings lose, Falcons lose, things like that. So well, it was, like, it, it, it's just completely random. Just, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Ravens, I would say Ravens are better than the Broncos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but Denver is a one point favorite at home. That kind of sticks out actually. So, like, all right. Ravens struggled against Detroit. Denver's yep. better than Detroit. Yep. But then they have no problem beating uh, Denver on the road when they should have lost to the Lions. So it's Rams look like world beaters and they get bugging his ran all over. Mm-hmm. Versus the Cardinals and the Vikings should have beat the Cardinals. And the Vikings, I don't like them at all. So it's. Again, week by week, and the Saints just shit all over themselves. I don't know. Eagles look like total crap against Dallas, and they give Kansas City a competitive game for two and a half, three quarters. And I, I don't know. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. And, and the Jets win because their quarterback is really good. So I don't. <laughs> I don't know. You don't I, don't it know. I like mean, next it.
0: week it's. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, do a
1: do is a zum 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 with Zach Wilson.
0: Well, you know who looks like shit? Kendrick. The Houston Texans. Houston Texans look. Oh yeah,
1: like... I feel like you know Tyrod Taylor if they had him, they'd have a shot. Like, they they play pretty well the first couple of weeks, but, but this Davis Mills guy is, yeah, this is bad. So
0: what are you looking at then this week for betting?
1: I don't know yet. Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, Buffalo, Kansas City. If if Buffalo can win that one, then that'll be a big boost to them mm-hmm. when we get to, when we get to playoff time. I got the Chargers minus three tonight. That'll bite me in the ass. Sure should. I love it right there. Um, I did bet on Buffalo to win outright, so we'll see. That's the only thing I got right now for well, next week. There's nothing yeah. nothing that sticks out uh, next week. I mean, Vikings are what, seven point favorite, seven and a half. That's a good plenty. Uh, Seahawks are a one-and-a-half point underdog at home. Thursday night, Rams at
0: Seattle. And... I, I feel like I'd take the Rams in that one, but just playing on the road in Seattle could be enough of a, a deterrent right there.
1: Tampa's back at home. They're a ten-and-a-half point favorite versus the Dolphins. That's a lot of points. Uh, Saints are a one-point favorite on the road versus Washington. I I... Ugh. Who the fuck knows? Saints, what, a, what, a disgust,
0: what a disgusting game that is. How do you pick that?
1: That's bad. That's, that's, like, that's a true time. <sighs> Washington at home? I, I don't know. Um, Falcons are a three-and-a-half point favorite versus the Jets.
0: A yeah, London God game. The, that's a London oh, game. Yeah. Uh, God
1: forbid the Jets win two in a row. Patriots a nine-point favorite at Houston. I'm kind of looking at the Bengals and the Packers here. Uh, Bengals, a three-and-a-half-point underdog at
0: home. Beat uh, Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. I think this Get is another... the biggest regular season game for Cincinnati in at least four years.
1: In a while, I would say. They can maybe be another playoff team. You got Broncos-Steelers. Steelers are a one-point favorites. If Drew Locke plays that game, then by all means, give me Pittsburgh. I don't know what, the, what his status is right now.
0: Uh... Yeah, concussion. Well, concussion is what uh, took Teddy out in that game against Baltimore, and they weren't going to win that game anyway. Um, I don't think uh, against Baltimore. By the way, speaking of Baltimore, I don't know if you were following along with this, but Baltimore yes. had run for four, for over a hundred yards in forty-two straight games, and this streak is coming to an end. There's no way that it's that it's going to happen. And then Denver throws an interception with three seconds left. They have two plays left, max, like ten seconds. I'm like, okay, um, there's a chance here that Denver, that you know, Baltimore could get the ball one more time here. With, uh, it, it, but we'll see what happens. And this third down play takes like five, six seconds. And it results in an interception. And then Jim Harbaugh says, no, we're not taking a knee. We're going to get this record here. And sure enough, they, uh, Lamar Jackson keeps it, runs for four yards. They get to 100 or 101 yards. 43 straight games now that the Ravens have rushed for 100 yards. Can you imagine if an offensive lineman or if Lamar Jackson gets injured on that play, like just a freak injury, blows out his knee or gets hit hard and gets concussed or whatnot, what John Harbaugh would have to like, and I get why he did it, and I have no problem with him doing it because that's a very impressive record that they're going after here. I mean, this is something that I don't think another team is ever going to do. It's kind of like Joe DiMaggio's 56-game uh, hitting streak. Uh, Will Chamberlain, 100 points in a game. We're not going to see this perhaps ever again, what the Baltimore Ravens are doing right now, unless you know Derrick Henry can play for another 10 seasons, in which case you never know with the Titans. Um, but... Can you imagine the egg on John Harbaugh's face if someone had gotten hurt on that play?
1: It's something you do in a video game when you're playing video games. Like, oh, I want to score 50 points. I want to score 100 points. I want to get 500 yards passing with 10 seconds to go. So, yeah, it was, you know, game's over with. You don't want anybody to get hurt. Thankfully, nobody did. But it's, yeah, it's, it's an unusual thing to do. Some somewhat obscure record of most consecutive hundred-yard games rushing, kind of
0: odd. uh You talked about Packers Bengals. Uh, it sounds like Joe Mixon is week to week, maybe more day to day with an ankle injury. And for the Vikings, Cam Dantzler has tested positive for COVID. Don't know if he is vaccinated or not. We'll hope he is because he played really well. And yeah, uh, you, know, you just you can't lose to the Lions. Just don't lose to the Lions.
1: No, if they do it's yeah. Pack up back up camp here. So Yeah, Browns, Chargers next week, that should be alright. No, yeah. you know is gonna see it, but Chargers are at home, that's a pick 'em game, I feel like. Chargers, I don't know, Cleveland should play better. I feel like that's feel like that feels like a trap. Like you should you know, they want you to pick the Chargers, so you pick the Browns. And uh, Cardinals five and a half better than San Francisco. Cowboys is touchdown favor over the Giants. And uh, Ravens, seven points better than the Colts. So there's not a lot out there. But every week there's upsets. So I don't know. You just pick all the all the underdogs, I guess, and go for it. I'm I sure.
0: would I would not take that Giants-Cowboys game just because the Giants always seem to play the Cowboys tough in, in Dallas. But mm-hmm. maybe that's different this year. Maybe this is a different Cowboys team. And on that Chargers game, uh, whatever the over-under finishes, I'm taking the under. I think the first one to 20 wins that game. Those two defenses are going to fly. It was
1: uh, Charters-Cowboys. I took the over, and that didn't even come close. Nobody scored. So it was, what, 17-10, 17-14. Not a lot of points.
0: No. No, not at all. Uh, Anything else NFL-related we need to get to?
1: There was a game last night I watched, a little bit
0: of it. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Tampa Bay was at...
1: They were at New England, I think, and then... Um,
0: they were, yeah. It
1: was all right. How many people, Sack? and uh, a lot of people watched. No, nah, probably not as many people as I thought. I guess it is the, uh, according to this deal here, most-watched Sunday night game since 2012 and the second-most-watched all-time based on preliminary data. Hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not counting Peacock in your digital bullshits. <laughs> um, apparently, Dallas-Washington, week 17... 2012 had 30 million viewers, so it's wow. less than that.
0: Okay, I was going to what? my immediate thought was 29 million, um, but maybe I'll drop that a little bit. I will say 26.7 million.
1: You're half a million off 27.2. Wow, uh, that's big is what they say. So, yeah, what well, usually what 20 million or so lower 20s watch the Sunday night game. Oh, second most watched ever since NBC's had the last 15 years. 45% of the TVs that were on in Providence were watching this game.
0: What were the other 55% doing?
1: I don't know. 43% of the Boston TVs were there. Um, Insanity. Insanity. Um, Yeah, 70% of Boston televisions were watching this game.
0: This, like this, the, the return as they called it, uh, and let's let's give credit where credit is due. It was a very good game overall for all of the hype. You know, a lot of these games, uh, certainly Super Bowls, don't often live up to the hype. This one did. Uh, I thought it was very like you had Sunday NFL Countdown doing their show there. NBC did, took their studio show, did it there. I mean, the NFL Network had Kay Adams and uh, Willie McGinnis were. Were live. I mean, so everyone was just packing um, Foxborough and Gillette Stadium here for this. And, um, you know, it was the lead up was good. It started to rain. Rodney Harrison had some um, guy or some lady. That, uh, he had someone hold the umbrella for him because he's incapable of holding a microphone and an umbrella. Unlike Tony Dungy, unlike Drew Brees, unlike uh, Mike Tirico. So that was somewhat funny in the pregame. Stuff, but this game gets started and it's raining uh tom brady and the buccaneers get introduced and there are cheers everywhere from foxborough the, the the vast majority were cheers the game starts they boo him. it's just like a coordinated attack by patriots fans and i thought that was very well done on their part because you should be booing the opposing team even if it is uh like you cheer for him when he comes out but once the game starts We mean business. We want to win. No Gronk, so that kind of sucked. You know, maybe Patriots fans wanted to see him again. And I think without Gronk, Brady really struggled. Uh, This was not a great offensive game by the Bucs, but give a lot of credit to... Oh, did we? Travis, are we here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Travis, are you here? There we go. Can you hear me there? Yes, there I can. Go. Yes, I can. Okay. But, yep. Now no, we're, we're good. Back um, so I was just saying, you know, the the, the offense wasn't very good. Uh, the weather was a factor, um, but you know, give give the Patriots defense credit because they did uh, a lot of good things. And Mac Jones easily played his best game of his career. He had a couple of touchdown passes. No running game uh, to, to speak of, but uh, what he was able to do, like to Kendrick Bourne, was uh, impressive. Uh, Jacoby Myers and the game goes back and forth. The Patriots have a lead, then the Bucks kick a field goal, then Patriots kick a field goal, then the Bucks kick a field goal, and it comes down to a Nick Folk 56-yard field goal that he just missed to the left. A lot of people are maybe questioning, saying maybe you should have gone for it there, considering the, the weather and whatnot. I have no problem with it. But overall, the game, the atmosphere, the electricity in the air, it all delivered, and... I was very impressed by the game and by the Patriots' performance, really. I think, you know, Tampa Bay's lucky to escape with a victory.
1: Yeah, close game throughout. Tampa Bay did not look very good at all, so they've got plenty of time to figure it out. But, Mac Jones, he looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. He had 23 completions at one point.
0: Easily his best game of the year. Easily. So, they're probably not making
1: playoffs, but Mac Jones looks... Looks serviceable and looks as good as any of these rookie quarterbacks. So, uh, we'll see what happens with with New England. Probably not a playoff team. But, that field goal, I I mean, it was long enough to sit the left upright. And Mm -hmm. conditions were not good, and they damn near made it. So, even if he does make it, they still got 50 seconds left to drive down for a field goal. Uh, Who knows what would have happened there. But, yeah, good game. Good second half. It was close. Uh, Brady is still very good at those throws at the end of Antonio Brown. He just couldn't
0: either see him or catch him. They were right there. Mm-hmm. But they, they mentioned on the GameCast uh, last night that uh, Brady has targeted Antonio Brown more than any other uh, receiver on the Bucks, which is a little stunning uh, to think about. But apparently you know, Brady and Brown have a semi-close... Connection uh, for whatever that's worth. Again, I think not having Gronk was a huge factor in this game. Um, but over... And then Brady is now the all-time passing leader. He passed Drew Brees there in the first quarter. And uh, it was a kind of an awkward moment there because they thought he was one yard shy or thought he had tied it. And then there was a timeout. And then they moved the ball ahead. And then they gave it to him. Like, no one really knew what the hell was going on. And there was supposed to be a brief pause to, like, recognize... Tom Brady and it just was like, oh, like okay, he's the you no know, passing yardage king. Move on. I'm like,
1: what the hell? Like,
0: it was just weird. It, it was weird how that all uh, kind of played out on that play. Um, but also, uh, Drew Brees was there to see his passing uh, record get beat. So that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it was a big time game, and what, yeah, 27 million people watched it, and. Farm going, playing the Packers, that was a big deal. Yep. Back when. and That's really only the only other thing I can think like like that, where did Peyton Manning ever play at the Colts, or did he play in
0: Indianapolis? I believe he did. That open Yep.
1: I don't, I don't remember that being as, as big of a deal, I don't know. Um, yeah, this was a big deal. And they've got what, Buffalo Chiefs this week, that's another... Yep. It's another big game, maybe the biggest game of the season so far. Uh, the two, the two favorites in the AFC. So,
0: and uh, uh, then uh, Cole Beasley's talking about uh, getting called out for not being vaccinated. Uh, well, so he's providing a distraction for the Bills, which I'm sure they're they're really liking. There, are
1: probably the saying because um, they don't want to get sick and get other people
0: sick. I mean, maybe, maybe. Um. Uh, so yeah, that. What was how many people watched because I know it was a it was a 325 game, so it was regional oh, oh. and stuff. But how many people watched Favre's Return to Green Bay? I have to think that was close to 20, 20 million, maybe
1: 22 the, the one at the, the Monday night one, then you had the one at Grant the 331. Yep, I don't know, this is something we can find here. I don't know, I'll look forward to see if I can find
0: Okay. It. Okay, I can I can try and look as well. But, yeah, that's... Uh, anyway, the, the return uh, ha- has happened. Now we move forward. Uh, the Patriots are 1-3. Uh, the AFC East looks just terrible. The Dolphins lose to the Colts. The Dolphins... Tua is not playing, so the, the Dolphins look like a disaster. The Jets aren't good. Buffalo wins that division easily. Uh, so. I got
1: it here. I believe I have it here. Uh, 17.4 is all? Is 17.4. It's no, the, that's the rating.
0: The the Monday night oh, game? Uh, the
1: Sunday afternoon one was 29.8. Wow. So believe that, more people actually watch that than, than the one last night.
0: Well, if you think about... I can see that from the standpoint that it's the rival. Like... You know, oh, you're playing for your rival. That would be like if uh, if Brady joined the Jets or the Buffalo Bills or even like say the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I mean, join the Bucs. I mean, that's not a rival to the Patriots, but it's still the return. So eh, eh. it doesn't have that rivalry. You have the rivalry p- portion of it was Brady against Belichick, not which i don't know how much that draws you in i think people were more fascinated by the fact that brady was returning to new england to face his former team Uh, and the monday night
1: game had 21.8
0: okay i mean that's well for espn at
1: 21 million that's that's that's, that's
0: yes absolutely and so i yeah i'm not surprised by those numbers um that's good good numbers there uh and, again, I think the rivalry and, you know, just playing your division rival and stuff certainly helped uh, cool. generate the the buzz and the storylines there. So that's that. Uh,
1: I think it's been good. The Rams lost. The Chiefs came back and won, but they've struggled. So your two favorites have struggled. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with there not being a New England or a Kansas City that is just killing everybody. I like that. It's kind of up for grabs right now four weeks after. Yep.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Do we hit baseball or do we go to college football next?
1: Uh, stay with the football.
0: Okay. Uh, get your popcorn ready, I believe is what Lane Kiffin said uh, ahead of, uh, he said it to Jamie Erdahl on CBS right before kickoff of Ole Miss, Alabama. Not sure if he was, eating more popcorn than coaching because Ole Miss looked like shit in the first half there against Alabama going forward on fourth down a couple of different times, including ones deep in like his own territory. Like it, it was like six minutes, seven minutes to go in the second quarter, Alabama trounces Ole Miss 42 to 21. Uh, their defense certainly played much better. Alabama's defense did, uh, than the game last year in Oxford when they gave up 48 points. But, uh, once again, Ole Miss like Lane Kiffin were trying to build up this challenge and we get we get embarrassed. Like it it's not, not it's not a good look.
1: I'm looking forward to this weekend and it was not very good.
0: Uh Georgia Arkansas was supposed to Oh, I was looking forward to that game so
1: much and Georgia just pissed
0: Oh, it was it was bad right from the get. Well, you can tell, okay, Georgia drives down the field. I actually thought because I didn't realize JT Daniels wasn't going to play in this one. Georgia's starting quarterback and you get Stetson Bennett the Fourth. Maybe we should start talking like this, uh, when we're talking about Stetson Bennett. Oh, lovely. It sounds like some like a name you would get from Gilligan's Island or at uh maybe at, at Mar-a-Lago or something. It's Stetson Bennett the Fourth. Have some manners, Stetson. Um maybe he's a hatter. Uh anyway. Uh, so, and Bennett gets a start, and he throws like only a handful of times the whole game. Georgia just pounded the rock against Arkansas' great defense. They score the, on the very first possession of the game, and then Arkansas gets it and has two false starts. It's like, what? Like That's not, uh, that's not good at all. And you know, Arkansas really never recovered. Georgia just kicked the crap out of them up and down. They've now posted back-to-back shutouts. Uh, back-to-back shutouts in the SEC for the first time since 1980, I believe, when they did it against Vanderbilt in Kentucky. Uh, this Georgia team is very, very good, and Arkansas just wasn't ready for the spotlight. No,
1: that was a disappointing game. That defense is excellent, and yeah, Georgia usually drops the game. I don't think they're dropping the game with that mm-hmm. defense the way they are. They're not. They're not losing until they play Appleback
0: Nope, I text, and, uh sorry. Go ahead.
1: And hopefully Alabama's undefeated. They they got at Auburn. That might be the biggest test coming up this week. Other than that, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing going for Georgia's schedule. They're gonna. The defense has been very
0: impressive. Bo Nix so. in Auburn with an impressive win in Death Valley against LSU here over the weekend. Um, but I, te- I sent well, Char- were, was,
1: two two games that I liked at the end that saved the weekend for me just being a complete crapshoot
0: yeah was well,
1: Kentucky and Florida yep like that yep. and what the hell was the other
0: game better not be Stanford Oregon
1: oh absolutely not no uh there another game at that time uh Kentucky Florida and it was also oh Clemson Boston College <laughs> oh god where I mean I saw that when they Boston College was a 16 point underdog I'm like who in the fuck is Clemson beaten by 16 points? These days, and the under of 47 and a half. Their defense is good, but fuck, does that quarterback? That offense
0: is very bad. That is a terrible, terrible offense. They could. They barely even got 16 points for the game, and they're out of the top 25 now. Uh, It's bad. I don't think DJ Uyangale is necessarily bad. They lost some offensive starters, too, so some injuries are piling up. But, yeah, Clemson looks terrible. And apparently Dabo Sweeney doesn't dabble. Uh, See what I did there? He doesn't dabble in the transfer uh, pool. Maybe he should start doing that because you have a great program. Why don't you try and get the best players in? If Alabama's going to do it, Clemson maybe should do it, too, because otherwise they're going to fall off the map in a hurry.
1: Yeah, because they're bad. So bury them dead because they're not going to be good, I don't think, for a while. So yeah. I was rooting for Boston College. They had a bad snap at about the 10-15 yard line. They had this game won. They were driving. They had it. And, uh, unfortunate they could have been 5-0. That sucks for them. Uh, Kentucky, were they 4-0, 5-0? Good win for Kentucky over Florida. Yep. What's yeah, that, the first win in Lexington 5-0. since, it's like, like 19 7-0. Wait, Wake force should win these next two. Yeah. They should be 7-0, so didn't Kentucky beat? about that.
0: Didn't Kentucky beat Florida for the first time in Lexington since, like, the 60s? It was
1: a long time, yep. Okay, they've come close last few years, last couple of shots, but uh, they finally did it. Their, their defense, They Florida had about, what, eight shots inside the 10 at the end of the game to tie it, and they, they yeah. held them, so... Uh,
0: I I gotta I can one up, one up your Boston College Clemson game. How about uconn Vanderbilt? That game was great. Jesus Christ. Well, that's great game. Vanderbilt has a an eleven point lead on UConn, or a 10-point lead, something like that. And UConn's, uh, they give up touchdowns on, or a touchdown and field goal on back-to-back possessions here. UConn has a lead, 28-27. Vanderbilt has to drive down the length of the field. They kick a game-winning field goal with no time remaining from 31 yards out. They eke by UConn, 30-28. to 28. What a great game. Uh, I hope that Marcus on the picks this week puts UMass at UConn as one of the picks. We gotta have that as this game.
1: He will, he will, he said he will. We'll pick that game. And yeah, that was right after the those other two night games. I right, look at that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is terrible.
0: Great, great game. Uh, cool. I sent Charlie a text while I was watching Arkansas, Georgia, and I said, I really want James Cook on the Vikings next year. Uh, Dalvin's brother, they look yeah. uh, identical, but if he can avoid the injury bug unlike his brother – can you imagine that backfield tandem of Dalvin and James? Oh, it'd be great. So give me, I what I don't care what the Vikings do with the the first round pick or use a second round pick and take James Cook from Florida State. He is going to be very good. I and he or he used to be at Florida State. Excuse me, he's at Georgia now. Uh, they have a three four headed monster at running back there, but Dalvin's by far the fastest. And you watch that game; he runs like his brother. I'll take an offensive lineman. No, I, I, fine. Uh, second round, I said. Let the, you can oh, draft an yeah, offensive, yeah, offensive yeah, lineman. You got,
1: we got Old Miss Arkansas, so it's a bounce back for one of those teams. Yep. This week that really sucks.
0: And is that in uh, Fayetteville or is that Oh, That's what? in and Oxford. That's in, uh, that Ole
1: Miss.
0: Ooh, uh, I think I think Ole Miss wins that one. They are favored. By six. So
1: yeah, Old Miss, Old Miss Arkansas, that'll be uh, get a key keep an eye
0: on. Oregon shits the bed against Stanford. Uh, they had a lead with a minute. I mean, they had the first down like two oh eight, and then they get false starts and they throw a pass. It, like Oregon did everything they possibly could to lose that game, and which they did. So the Pac twelve now done. Uh, and they're not getting anything UCLA loses to Arizona State it's just it's bad like Oregon you had a chance and I like CJ Verdell they're great running back he injures his ankle it didn't look very good so Oregon is likely done um it just sucked I really well, wanted well Oregon, I wanted Oregon though to like keep keep pace with all these other teams. And uh, that just didn't happen. And we we are setting our I, I – got to tell you, Krenz, the matchup I want to see the most in the college football playoff. I don't
1: know what it is. What is it? Alabama-Cincinnati.
0: No, it is not. Uh, but I would like to hear Nick Saban say we're on to Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> that would be great. I want to see Iowa versus Georgia. because so the first one to 10 points. Oh, hands.
1: fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Iowa's defense Iowa might good. not get a
1: yard. Oh. No. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. that'd be it, a rock fight of rock fights. Out. At
0: least Georgia's offense is better than Iowa's, but I just want to see the defensive slugfest that would ensue.
1: Pac 12 is done. Yep. Nobody's getting out of there. ACC's cooked. Yep. Wake Forest. Show me, show me that I'm wrong, Wake Forest. Uh, so you got Alabama and Georgia. They're getting out of there. Yep. You got a Big Ten winner. Uh, I feel like I feel like we're one Oklahoma loss from them being just done. Yep. And I feel like it's going to come this week against Texas. So badly wanted Kansas State to be the team to knock them off because Oklahoma is just not very good. Right. They're not fucking, what, six in the country. Fuck, I would even put them in my top 20 the way they played this year. So hopefully Texas beats that ass.
0: Against Oklahoma. It's so funny. Oh. I'm looking at the schedule right now because that's a noon Eastern game on ABC. And it's so funny because, like, over the last three or four years, Fox has been clamoring oh. for that game. And they said, no, we don't want that. We want Iowa-Penn State this year. That's just, It's just very funny to me how, uh, how Fox just said, nope, screw you. We don't want that game.
1: They made the right choice in game day going to that game instead of Iowa? Has there ever been a top five matchup where they've not been? Um. Two teams in the top five, and they're going to skip out on that for fucking Oklahoma, shitty ass Oklahoma, and mediocre Texas. What the fuck went into that decision? Well, Oklahoma, Texas, we're going to go there. Instead, we've got what? Number three, Penn State, at number four, Iowa. Iowa wins that game. They should run the table and play Ohio State.
0: I, I think that what game day is doing is more so, like they're trying to get more games that don't require Herbie to have to fly yeah. off anywhere um, and do additional games. They're trying to get games that they already are scheduled to do rather than the buildup. The one, the one difference would be last week – or the week before when they were in Chicago for Notre Dame, Wisconsin, when Fox was doing the game and Fox had the... Was that a cough or is that a dog? Are you coughing? That's, a, that's me. That's okay. Me. Are you okay? I'm okay, yeah. Okay. That's Hello, good. Hello, dog. Uh, but... Go back to it. Go back to it. So when game day was was there, like the Fox pregame show and stuff was there, I don't think they want competing game like game day shows there. So that's the, the Chicago game, or the the game in Chicago with Wisconsin Notre Dame being the exception, because the Fox pregame show is going to be in Iowa. They have that game. I think that's what determines what where College Game Day kind of goes because they just don't want it like competing shows.
1: And uh, that's a three o'clock game, right? Iowa? It is a
0: three it is a three o'clock game. Yes.
1: Can you make it three and a half hours? That's going to be kind of tight. I don't know. Just have him at Iowa. If Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit has to miss College Game Day. It's fine. You can put him on a put him on a satellite. He can he can be in Iowa when everybody or you know he can be down in uh, Texas when everybody else is up in Iowa.
0: But if Fox is doing their show live from Iowa that's City fun. and they are, I don't think that College Game Day and Fox want to like have the competing crowds and whatnot.
1: If I'm ESPN, I will go there and get a hundred times the crowd. Fucking Fox's horseshit is going
0: to well, be. sure, sure.
1: I'm going to go I'm not I'm not concerned about what Fox is doing they don't matter to me at all if I'm ESPN like alright do Iowa we're going to go there because we're the big show in town we could give a fuck if Fox is going to have their horseshit of a pregame show there as well so that's I mean that college, college game they're the number one thing mm-hmm. like I was I, I saw that this morning and I'm like what game were they going to Old Miss Arkansas I'm like oh yeah Texas Oklahoma I'm like you gotta be shit so that's if that was you know any other team three versus four uh, that's just ridiculous
0: just ridiculous it, I it you know what we are at a time though where there's just not a lot of great matchups here there are th- already we've seen 34 teams ranked in the AP top 25 lose now that stat is skewed a little bit from the standpoint that it factors in head-to-head matchups against ranked teams so uh, if you have, you know, ten, like in, like Georgia versus Arkansas, of course, you're, one of those ranked teams is going to lose, and that's going to add into that number. But just the fact that we've had thirty four losses already through five weeks, it tells me that a you know there's not there's not one or two outside of Alabama and Georgia, there aren't really any dominant teams in the sport. And maybe we need to stop ranking these teams ahead of the regular season and maybe wait until week four or week five and let things sort out because it's clear that no one has any idea who the good teams are.
1: It creates a lot of chaos, a lot of entertainment, ranked teams falling up and down. I look at next week's schedule. I have no idea where they're
0: going to go next week. I was just looking at that too. Um, Kentucky,
1: Georgia. Kentucky, Georgia. 230 CBS, you got Texas Oklahoma State, can't imagine they do back-to-back Texas games, other than that, that's their two picks you got Auburn-Arkansas, and Auburn's going to lose to Georgia this week and Arkansas may as well lose to Old Miss, so
0: I don't know they, they, they did uh, Clemson-Georgia I think I think Kentucky-Georgia would be the best one
1: that's got to be it, I mean that's, it's not, not a great week for that in the following week,
0: or do they go, or do they go like to an FCS school?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I would say the the following week has got to be your FCS school because, as it stands right now, there is not a ranked matchup. USC Notre Dame, that's not nearly as good as you would expect. Wake Forest Army, that's a bit of a stretch. So, no, when is was that? When one of these games, uh, October twenty third. I believe there's a team having a homecoming that day. Mm. Uh, I believe they play Northern Iowa. That'd be Brookings. That'd be the uh, the South Dakota Jackrabbits, as they'll call them. Yeah. Uh, SDSU. Homecoming? How about this? Homecoming, Hobo Day, October 23rd. Return to Brookings. Make it happen.
0: Let's do it. I like it. I like it. The other thing you could look at, too, uh, where is that game? Or when is that game? That's coming. Week, week 10, is it? Uh, week 10, November 6th. What's the What's the November 6th look like oh. at the FBS level? That's,
1: that's uh, North Dakota State week in Brookings. It is. That week for college football also looks like shit. So I don't know where they're going for any for this next month. There's no game that's like all right. You got to be at this game. That's why I'm like go to Iowa, Penn State because that's by far the best game on mm-hmm. paper. We don't have any. We've got it'll change. I'm sure, but we've got two or three weeks here of no ranked teams playing anybody.
0: Right. No, I I agree, and I you I doubt you would go to an FCS uh, school more than. Once, or like, and not, I'm not talking like you wouldn't go to SDSU twice, That's but I'm saying like visit FCS program more than once in a season. But shit, I mean, if if SDSU is the defendant, if they're undefeated, and they, they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now, Don Gardner's out, Isaiah Wilson. Uh, we, I mean, they're dealing with quite a few injuries there. So hopefully uh, South Dakota State can beat the fighting Kurt Warners. Hopefully they can... Uh, get through that Hobo Day game and be undefeated, leading into that game against the Bison. That would they'd have to come back for that. But maybe they could come for Hobo Day if things are, SDSU's just got to remain undefeated. But I mean, if SDSU's better than a lot of these Power Five teams out there, how do you not how do you not go to where the best games are, regardless of the level?
1: That North Dakota State game, that's the game right there. That that should be a sellout. That should be twenty-two thousand plus.
0: Yes. So. Yep.
1: I'm thinking of going up off to Hobo Day, but apparently he got a volleyball game that day, so that ain't going to happen. So. Oh. Oof. And then uh, of course that would have to happen on that day. And then um, yeah, North Dakota State would be the game. Um, November sixth. Weather should be okay. So I might splurge on tickets for that and and try that out because mm-hmm. that um, yeah that could be a good one.
0: Yep. Must see. Must see game right there. So yeah, that's a that's a big big game. There, um, I, I also think, yeah they got to golf that one. Yep.
1: Also, um, people have got to stop treating wins against Wisconsin like they're good because they're not. Well, the Wisconsin's not any good at this point. They this, lose to Notre Dame.
0: Historically speaking, it's a good win.
1: Yes, but are they any good this year? No, no. they're just not.
0: I can't believe I, I thought talking. Graham Mertz was worth a damn.
1: Like, the fucking sucks. And usually it's good enough with the running game and the defense to be good. And they almost beat Penn State. Um, Michigan beat them pretty good. So, while well, Michigan's fine. We talked a lot about Harbaugh and how I like him on our sports launch preview. And then at Nebraska, I, I'm interested in that. Nebraska's looked really good here outside of that Illinois game. They looked, a uh, team that, you know, could be better than they are record-wise. Mm-hmm. With Michigan beating Wisconsin, that should not be a win where are like, oh, fuck, look at Michigan, put them at 8, put them at 10, right. put them at 7. It's like, they beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin fucking sucks. Treat it as such. Don't treat it as they beat a top-10 Wisconsin team. They beat a team that's now 1-3, and three, and Wisconsin be lucky to win 60.
0: And just historically bad offense for them. Like they don't have a running game. When we think of Wisconsin, we think of the great running games of the past. You know, like the like the Melvin Gordons and the and the Ron Danes and and whatnot. They don't have that this year. They they just have a very poor running game. They have a poor offense. They can't score. Defense isn't all that good. Uh they this week happened to go to Illinois. And I mean that could Illinois beat Wisconsin could Wisconsin be one and four? I mean that's that's they the should be
1: able to beat Wisconsin Illinois is you got Bielema there they beat Charlotte by 10 yeah. I think yep they lose to, and to, have to San back Antonio UT San Antonio which uh, they're, they're a decent team then they beat Nebraska they got their doors blown off I think by Virginia so yeah Illinois is not a good team so if you can't beat them
0: yeah, that's, and, that's bad. And we already talked about this. I mean, the game of the week is Penn State Iowa, but the other game of the week is UConn at UMass. And UConn right now is a three and a half point favorite.
1: UConn, Yukon and UMass three and a half point. Connecticut can't win that one. Boy, that's that's bad. That's real bad.
0: I think UConn needs to be relegated to one double A and even or the, at the FCS level, and even that might not be good enough for them. So. Game of the week.
1: I was somewhat surprised that I could even find that Vanderbilt UConn game on. I think it was on ESPN. It maybe. was.
0: It was. <laughs> like, what is
1: this stupid? Fu- I guess there's, that's there's nothing else on at that point. I was like, all right, I guess this stupid game's
0: on on TV. Well, I was confused by why uh, why there was no game on ESPN from two thirty to five. There wasn't. There wasn't. They just had college football scoreboard. It was odd. Like. Really? The scheduling for the and they didn't even have a, a late-night uh, Pac-12 game or anything like that, uh, just because uh, the Pac-12 game was on FS1. Just very weird scheduling on on everything. Because all the Pac-12 games were, apart from UCLA, Fresno or UCLA Arizona State, were all in the afternoon. Just b- bizarre. Just very bizarre. It was weird.
1: It was weird. Uh, Cincinnati beating Notre Dame was
0: nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati's I think that, that a playoff team I, I, they're going yeah. to win the rest of their games they're, they're a playoff team
1: it's the first time we've ever had this we've had a, a group of 5 teams they're a serious contender. they're number 5 now and after this week they'll jump to number 4 so they are there so if they go undefeated they should absolutely be in mm-hmm. I feel like if they go undefeated regardless of what Oklahoma does or whatever else feel like the the Big Ten winner is going to get in. Ohio State, Iowa. Penn State. Penn State. They're in that mix. So, starting to come, come down to it. We're only four or five weeks in, but it feels like, you know, there's like maybe two spots left in this playoff thing.
0: Yeah, because so. you thought that maybe Oregon could fight and claw their way to, you know, stay in the conversation and then – just losing the stand. What are you doing, Oregon? What are you doing? What are you doing, Anthony Brown? Like, come on. They, you know, they're, they're not just... very
1: good. They beat Ohio State, but similar to that packers Saints game, you can throw that Ohio State game out of the out of the books. They almost lost to Fresno State, and you know it goes on to lose to Hawaii. Yeah. And they've struggled ever since. They struggled against Stanford. That they played a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Arizona.
0: Yeah, terrible Arizona team. Yeah. They...
1: It's like Oregon. Yeah, you're not good. Nobody in that conference is good. No, not a single fucking team in that Pac-12
0: was good. No, no. Uh, look forward to whatever team gets to play in the Rose Bowl and get curb stomped by the loser of Penn State Iowa. That'll be fun. So, there you go. Uh, let should we talk some baseball playoffs here? Baseball regular season is has come to an end. And Krenz, I was so disappointed Sunday. Seeing not only Tampa Bay lose to the Yankees, but then Washington blowing a five-one lead to the Boston Red Sox and losing, it means we don't get Toronto in the playoffs this year, which I really wanted. I know you wanted it. Oh, uh, yeah. It means we get Yankees Red Sox in the ALCS, and I could not. This could not like I. I want good to distance myself from this as possible. This is not appetizing to me in the least. I'm just staying as far away from this game as I possibly can.
1: It'll be good. A lot of people watch and it. It'll get a good rating, I'm sure. I think the
0: Yankees probably should win this game. But, yeah, you, you had you know, Seattle
1: right there. You had Toronto. You have some new teams in it. And the Southern fucking Red Sox-Yankees, which is... Who could care about that at this point? But the Yankees should win, and... He had a chance for some playoffs before the playoffs, but none of it worked. So, it was a good little finish for a 91-92 game. you needed to win the wild card, which yep. is not, not a great many. So, we will see. I think whoever wins, though, is going to lose to Tampa.
0: Right. No, yeah, Tampa, Tampa wins this, uh, whoever they played going away. Uh, I, I'm just so disappointed for Toronto. And yes, if they had beaten the Yankees two out of three games, we're not having this conversation. Toronto's in, the Yankees are out, and maybe we could have the Yankees meltdown talk. Uh, I think Toronto's, though, that team that you really need to watch out for next year. I think they are just, they're loaded, they're young, they're fun, and I think Toronto's going to be really, really good next year. It's just disappointing that they missed out, all because. And, I mean the Red Sox were giving them every opportunity, and the Red Sox somehow sweep the Nationals, and the Nationals are a terrible team. But I like Boston was losing, they lost two or three to Baltimore. So it gives you that false hope. And you knew Toronto was just gonna kick the crap out of the Orioles, which they did. And then then Tampa beats the Yankees Friday night. And you're like, okay, so you're saying there's a chance, and then they kick the crap out of them Saturday. Okay, like we have this real opportunity here, and then Tampa goes silent. Sunday, Like, what are you doing? I know you don't want to suffer an injury ahead of the playoffs, but wouldn't you much rather keep the Yankees outside? I, just... I thought I read something somewhere. I believe this to be true.
1: Where if it would have been a four-way tie, it would have been Yankees-Red Sox because the Yankees would get to pick their opponent or something, and they would have picked the Red Sox or whoever the hell said this. So that's true or not, I have no idea. So that would have been an interesting, I guess, Seattle would have played Toronto and then the Yankees play Boston and the winner of that plays each other, I guess.
0: Oh, I think that like the Yankees, yeah, I would want to play the Red Sox too. I wouldn't want to play either the the Blue Jays or the Mariners. They were playing their best baseball of the year. Yeah. Seattle couldn't lose for a long time. Uh,
1: yeah, so that sucks. That's the same old team. we yeah. yeah.
0: A cu- I'm calling my shot right now. I'm saying Seattle makes the playoffs next year. I say they win the AL West.
1: Holy shit! That's a shot.
0: Calling it right now. Um, so with the AL playoffs, we got the White Sox against the Astros. The Rays are going to host the winner of the Yankees-Red Sox. I think the Yankees beat the Red Sox. Uh, do you in the in the wild card game? Do you agree with that? I would agree with that. Uh, so. At this point, the Rays just super solid. Uh, they, they stumbled a little bit down the stretch, but I think they're just head and shoulders the best team here. I think they, I'll say, that it'll, I say it's going to be a White Sox Rays uh, ALCS. We would be in agreement there.
1: That's... Houston White Sox should be all right. That's kind of a, I don't know, fifty fifty series. White Sox, though, they built it up here. This is. This is what they built it up for. So. Mm-hmm. I think any team can get out of the American League except Boston. You know, Yankees, they run hot and cold, and when they're hitting, they're hitting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you look at it, I'd say every team except maybe the Braves and the Red Sox. I think every other, every other team's got a shot.
0: Really? You don't think the Braves have a shot? I think the Braves do.
1: I think maybe, but I think Milwaukee... I can't see the Braves beating Milwaukee
0: and or the Giants or Dodgers. See, I can't give I can't the Cardinals see. that chance. I, I mean, I know what the Cardinals have done over the last twenty games; is I absolutely impressed. What's eighteen and two, or nineteen, 19 and two, <coughs> whatever, whatever, whatever they are. Uh, I they're going to lose to the Dodgers in the wild. I, I mean, I,
1: I mean, you can't be any hotter than they are.
0: Right, and one
1: hundred and six wins. I mean. The Giants had to win 107 games, and they needed to win all of them to win the fucking division.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The most ever, the most wins ever. Yep, uh, for second place team, no divisions ever had 106, 107 game winners. So that's very impressive.
0: Absolutely. Um, was it? Is it Brandon Belt who is out for the? The Giants. Yeah, got a
1: thumb.
0: yeah I don't know how long he's going to be out for or maybe all postseason Clayton Kershaw sounds like he's not gonna be able to nope. play for the Dodgers so that's significant to a degree but I the Dodgers are just loaded I can't I can't see them losing to the Cardinals though I mean I assume it's it's Adam Wainwright correct uh, it's
1: 40, and he's had an unbelievable year mm-hmm so I'm I mean I'm I'm interested in that based on how hot St. Louis has been and the Dodgers winning all those games. So okay, you know, okay St. Louis four I mean hundred and six wins in there, not even make the playoffs. That's the So when I'm interested I look,
0: in that one. When I look at Milwaukee here, and I again I what Atlanta's been able to do, I mean they were they weren't above 500 for the longest time and they tore it up. At, I mean, everyone left them for dead after Ronald Acuna Jr. got injured. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, especially myself, I'm like, okay, they can't win this one. So let's just, good, good luck. And, and somehow they did it. I'm looking at, at the Brewers here and I wouldn't exactly call the month of September all that great for them. I mean, they lost two to the Tigers. They lose uh, – they lost four straight to the Cardinals all at home. They they sweep the Mets. Oh, cool. Then they took two of three from St. Louis in – or they lost two of three to St. Louis in St. Louis, but they did get the one win that snapped the Cardinals, uh, what, 17, 18-game win streak at the time. And then they get swept by the Dodgers. So, I mean, I, I'm not – it's not like Milwaukee's playing their best baseball right now, so I just don't think this is by any stretch a slam dunk. Uh, that's a, I don't want to use a, 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 no, a, a, a basketball a reference fact, or analogy. Time. I just don't think I don't think this is a a grand slam chance for Milwaukee to beat uh, Atlanta. I think Atlanta's got a real shot in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, If they win, you know, it would be a good win
1: for them. Yeah, I mean any of these teams can give me anything. So if it's, any combination is, is possible. I don't, hopefully, don't pay much attention to the September of Milwaukee. Hopefully, they kind of on cruise control there. So I really like their pitching, and I think it's going to be. I'm I want to see the, the Giants. Can they win a series here? Because mm-hmm. they've had a great year. Can they? Can they knock off the Dodgers. Probably it'll be. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I mean, Dodgers-Giants, that. I'm not going to see any of these games because you're going to be on at 9 o'clock, but...
0: Have you heard <laughs> that, um, what, how long Belt's out for? I mean, is he out for all postseason?
1: Like, it's, it's, i sure it's a matter of if he can play through the pain and if he can grip a bats, I would think. In any other circumstance, I'd assume he'd be out for, for a while, for a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he broke uh, broken left thumb, and he's a left-handed hitter. So I don't, I don't imagine he will play. So yeah, he was placed on the 10-day DL. So I think he'll miss at least the, at least the first round. If they get to the World Series, maybe that's enough for him to come back. Uh, so he's out.
0: That that's a, a big blow to the Giants, but uh, I I think they beat. Do so they beat the Dodgers? I mean, this is this is going to be an insane series. Now, fortunately, we have the games are on Friday, Saturday. So if you can stay up late,
1: well, oh, be, that'll be good. Friday got football, but I'll be home late enough to see it, and then yeah, Saturday at, at eight o'clock—that's doable. Saturday at eight? Absolutely. Yeah. Foot, football should be any football of interest should be done by then.
0: Yep, absolutely. So at least you're going to get the first two games of this series at decent times. One would imagine. Yeah, or on totally on, really on days where you can afford it. to stay up a little later, that's what I meant. Right? Yeah. Days you can stay up a little later. Um, so I'm just taking the Rays in the in the in the AL. Do I do I just do I call the rematch and say Dodgers Rays or I? I kind of want to go with the Giants. I mean, the Giants have done. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll go Giants Rays.
1: Giants race. There well, we go. How well, the Giants do against the Dodgers? Yesterday, I think it's pretty
0: ten, even. Ten to, the, to they won the series ten to nine, I believe.
1: Ten to nine. But yeah, Max Scherzer going in Game One, so he'll be he'll only throw once, so that's good. And Kershaw's out, so.
0: And, and mm. that's the difficult part for the Dodgers. Is I mean, you are playing a one-game play-in game to get to the Giants. So you have to throw out your best pitcher
1: in this case, Matt Jersey. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Unlike the NBA, where it's like, all right, it's going to be one of these two teams versus one of these two teams. Like baseball, it's like, yeah, it, it, it could be the Braves and the Yankees. It could be the Braves and... The White Sox. Yeah, it could be. It could be Houston, Milwaukee. It could be yeah. any combination. I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so that's fun. So whatever. I don't know. Whatever that's was. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay again. I think Tampa Bay is gonna win the whole thing. Yeah. And you're going go Tampa Bay Giants.
0: Yep, but I'm gonna go Tampa Bay wins it all.
1: I'm gonna say they. Yeah, taking the Dodgers just sucks. Um. I don't think Milwaukee. I don't think they're gonna get there. Braves. I don't know. Giant. I guess. Oh, yeah. There's Giants. Giants. Tampa Bay. I guess. I think we're in agreement on every on every playoff race here. Yeah. Except maybe Braves. That uh, Braves. Brewers. Maybe that's the one.
0: I got I don't know if I can. I, all I was saying is, I like when you said you didn't think. Oh Boston yeah, I mean the Braves—they you can
1: know, certainly beat beat the Brewers. Sure, yeah. that's, I, I, yeah. was just,
0: I was just saying that I think to discount Atlanta sure, is sure. is maybe a little much. I would rather I would I would say we discount St. Louis more so, just because of the fact that they have to play the Dodgers right away. But can you imagine the Cardinals beating the Dodgers? And the uproar really? it will cause, and I, I got to tell you, if it's San Francisco-Tampa Bay in the World Series, uh, good luck getting <laughs> good luck getting any more than a higher than like eight million people watching. Good luck.
1: Yeah, it'll be a struggle. It'll be a struggle, but we will see. I mean, if it's you know Dodgers-Yankees, that's that's the big one. But you know, uh, Dodgers-Houston, that'd be that'd be intriguing as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, people are counting Houston out. So, yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing the White Sox. White Sox this is this is first time ever stacking. First time ever that the White Sox have made the playoffs in back-to-back years. Wow. Nobody ever talk. They talk about the Cubs. They talk about, I mentioned the, the Indians. They haven't won a World Series since 54. They talk about all these teams, and the Vikings in Buffalo, and all these teams that have never won. And the White Sox, they won it, you know, it was 2005 they won.
0: Against Houston.
1: And it was it was one year after Boston, and one and the last time they'd won it was one year before Boston won it, nineteen eighteen. But it didn't seem like a big deal, probably because uh, the, the White Sox had not ever gotten close like Boston had. Boston right. gotten close so many times, and the White Sox have been around for as long as any team, one hundred twenty years. And this is the first time they've ever made the playoffs in back to back years. It just Stunning the lack of playoff appearances for the White Sox, a team that's been around for a long time and something that people don't really I f- care about or mention much.
0: I, I feel like the White Sox are to Chicago what the L.A. Kings are to L.A. on the sports scene. Like, you just don't get a lot of conversation about them. You talk about every all the other teams. Or, hell, yeah. I mean, if we're even going to go lower, maybe the Angels or the Ducks in Anaheim.
1: Because, yeah, the, the Bears... Blackhawks, the Cubs, obviously,
0: and the White Bulls. Sox
1: are second to the Cubs. And, and when the Bulls are doing well, which isn't very often,
0: but the, I mean the White the Sox are easily oh. the fifth most talked about or fifth most popular team in Chicago.
1: Yeah, so it's probably a big reason why.
0: Yeah, it's just it's weird. So there you go. Hopefully, we have a good postseason though. It is October, and that means postseason baseball. So hopefully, we have a lot of good games, a lot of good series. But I, right, all eyes are going to be I. Again, I don't care about New York, Boston. I just it's very unappetizing to me. I want to distance myself from that game as much as possible. But I am all in on on Cardinals Dodgers because the amount of pressure on the I, I don't even know if it's pressure on the Dodgers. Oh yeah! Oh, what? they gotta win that game. If they don't win that game, what a what a, what a disaster! It, <laughs> I don't know if I can quite call it, it a disaster. It, it, it it, on, I mean, it, it should be a three-game playoff.
1: It should be a three-game series.
0: It, yes, and that's why I say if if we're going to call it a disaster, maybe it's a disaster for Major League Baseball, not so much the Dodgers, because for the Dodgers you know, to win 106 games and then lose in the wild card round, I mean, that's that's unheard of and bad for baseball, one would imagine. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think the, the pressure's on the Dodgers to win, certainly, but I think if the Dodgers lose, you look at this as a, as it's bad for baseball. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not necessarily – I don't think we can quite put blame on the Dodgers and say it's a disappointing season, even though it will. But place blame on Major League Baseball for formulating this um, mm-hmm. format.
1: I feel like if you won 106 games, you should be in the playoffs. But you're not. They, they wanted to uh, create excitement, and they, they, they certainly got that. We've got a 90-win team versus a 106-win team. So, I don't know. Our Yankees and Boston are tied, right? Yes, they are. So they would have had to play this game anyway, which is fine. I believe that's happened once or twice already, where even if we didn't have this playoff, it, you, you'd have to play a game anyway.
0: Let's. What if we did it the, the Nathan Stack way? let's just scrap the leagues and let's yep. go 1 through 10. So let's do 7 and... Seven no, plays, one through
1: eight. So you get rid of
0: the. Well, get I, rid of these goddamn wild cards. Right, but I, I'm saying one. seven. So seven plays ten, eight plays nine to get to the like the. Kind of like the NBA, kind of. Yes. But better.
1: Yep. But better.
0: Yes. Yep. So the the tenth best team in here would be the Cardinals, right? Yes. What's this look like here?
1: ESPN has been working on, like, you know, I don't know what's working on my computer, so yeah, it'd be the the Cardinals and uh, what the Braves, right?
0: Yeah, Card- uh, the Cardinals, Braves, look, Braves
1: would be the ninth team, right?
0: Uh, they they would be ten actually. The the Braves would be ten. They're eighty eight and seventy three, and the Cardinals are ninety
1: and seventy two. So well, there we go. And then it'd be Boston and Chicago. Chicago would be your seven, so it'd be White Sox. Braves.
0: Braves, Red Sox, would be Cardinals,
1: Boston Cardinals. So there he goes, up. intriguing matchups, and you'd have, you well, know, the Giants playing, you know, they whatever would, the lowest seated team is, and yep. that's, and that's, then that's the, yeah,
0: that's, then the Giants that's would intriguing. then the Giants would play the 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 highest remaining out of those, those yeah. wins. so like the the seven or the eight whoever, and then you would have Tampa so would play Milwaukee. Tampa against Milwaukee—that that would be very good. And Houston,
1: then, Houston, Milwaukee.
0: Houston, Milwaukee. I'm sorry. And then Tampa would play who?
1: Tampa would play the uh, number six seed. Whatever the six seed is, I don't know. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and Houston are tied at 95. So you got the two teams out west. You got the Rays. Yep. Rays would be three. You have Houston or Atlanta or Houston or Chicago. Milwaukee, four or five. What the fuck am I missing here?
0: I don't know. That's, I was trying to think. of the, I have no idea. The Yankees, have, the, Yankees. At this, so. the Yankees, the six. Oh, yeah, fucking Yankees. Fucking, yeah. yeah. So the Yankees would be the six.
1: Yeah, I guess Yankees would be the seven. I just fucked this entire thing up. Okay, so. Because the White Sox are better than them. So. So It'd the, be uh, Tampa, White Sox.
0: All right, I, sign me up for that. I, I, I don't know. You get a, you get a few more uh, a good matchups here, so maybe that's something that they, but they'll never do that. They won't go against no. the AL and NL. But I, I, I just like trying these things out because I think you can get some very favorable matchups here, some different matchups that we'll never get.
1: Something that's never going to happen again, hopefully, is the runner at second base to start an extra inning. Yeah, it's done with. It's not in the playoffs, and they're not having it again next year. Good, it's done. So let's get rid right. of that. Was that was stupid? It was unnecessary. It was bad.
0: I went to the Twins game Thursday night uh, against the, the Tigers. fuck you, did I did? Uh, Where they were they, the, the,
1: did they play? Tampa, Toronto,
0: De- Detroit. They played Detroit.
1: Oh fuck, have I know. Uh, I've the, been
0: paying attention. Uh, this fucking <laughs> final home game of the year was Prince Night. Um, oh. And which one was it? Which which of the prince Prince Harry? Uh, no, prince yes, 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 it was Prince Harry. Uh, no, prince but, Harry, to believe. People like him, the one true prince of Minnesota. Uh, so we got a hat and stuff. Uh, Joe Ryan was on the mound, so I was really intrigued by that. And oh, he yeah. got he got tattooed quite a bit uh, by the Tigers. The Tigers end up winning ten to seven. Bad pitching, but a few home runs. So. Uh, it was good. It's a, a very lovely ballpark, as as we've mentioned several times. Minnesota mm-hmm. has two of the best ballparks or stadiums mm-hmm. in the. And I'll even go. I'll even throw in three because the XL Energy Center, where the Wild play, is fantastic. Uh, I'll
1: throw in. I assume you're mentioning the Viking Stadium.
0: Yes, US Bank Stadium is easily the easily a top two stadium in the NFL. I'll
1: throw in another one. St. Saint Paul Saints have a very good, oh sure, minor league ballpark. St. Saint Paul Saints have a terrific.
0: So Minnesota terrific ballpark. has done very well on the stadium front. Now we yeah. just, now we need good teams to fill those stadiums. going well, to bit of a those stadiums, good teams to play in those stadiums. Oof. Um. That's that's about it for me. I don't I don't think there's anything else. Uh, I know that uh, homecoming for Mitchell did not go very good last week.
1: No, no, they they, they uh, played like sure. forty five nothing.
0: Yeah,
1: I've never seen a team just completely lose it. Uh, it was seven. It was seven to nothing with two
0: minutes to go in the half.
1: Well, I've the seen halftime the p-
0: score was twenty-eight to nothing. Twenty-eight to nothing at the halftime. Like that's worse than yes. the Vikings.
1: Twenty-eight nothing and a half. It was seven to nothing with two minutes to go. What happened? You, there was a touchdown. There was another touchdown. There was a forty-seven-yard punt return. He scored three touchdowns in a minute. Twenty.
0: Oh my. It's
1: all right. They're driving. They score a touchdown. It's fourteen nothing. You ain't in. You're like all right. Minute fifty-one to go. You'll be down fourteen nothing at half. Yeah. Uh, I think they went. At, I think it was a three and outs. Newton had a good punt return to the thirty. Scored one or two plays later. Now it's twenty-one to nothing. Like, well, shit. That didn't go well.
0: Maybe right, twenty-one nothing. Maybe take a knee and uh, just regroup at the half.
1: Yeah. Maybe just run the clock out. And then. Uh, they stopped him again, and they get the ball back with about 40 seconds to go, and the kid fucking punt turn from midfield. And, well, fuck, 28 nothing. this ball game is done. Yeah. And 45 nothing. yes, I've never seen a team, I can't remember team, a team that just, all right, it's, it's, it's going well, and then, oh, oh there it went yep they're gone oh. I mean they were leading They were leading T at the half 14 to 7 and they lost the second to half 40 to nothing like alright they 14 to 7 T's number one undefeated playing the best team he got yeah and then you lose 48-17 so oh. three games left playoffs are very up in the air at this point they got Brandon this week uh, their triple A AAA school they won it all last year so They're undefeated. Uh, They played a lot of close games, three, four, seven point margins. So maybe it'll likely be another six touchdown difference. So that's what I got this week. Got volleyball versus Yankton tomorrow at home. I got to go to Roosevelt on uh, Thursday. Went to Sioux Falls Lincoln last week on Tuesday and we drove past Chick fil A. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you end up having it? I thought you said you were going to.
1: I was, but then there were fifty cars in the fucking drive-through. It's,
0: it's crazy, isn't it? It's just and all times of the day.
1: Eight forty-five at night. They close at ten. I'm like, all right, it's almost nine o'clock on a Tuesday. They've been open a week. Can it be that busy? Yes, it's that busy. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not even going to attempt it next week, really, at Roosevelt. I don't. I don't. I, mean, I don't even like it. I don't know the fuck I'm going there. I don't even like it. So we'll, I'm sure it'll happen, but it's off my schedule for going there so yeah. and the Twins Buxton came back played well oh yeah he uh, had two
0: home runs at the game I was at so there you go
1: hit some home runs uh, the big stat that's been going around is uh, his slugging percentage for 647 for the year it's the highest ever
0: you got to he only sign only played him to 60 deal. games you gotta sign him to what 150 million dollar deal
1: I don't I don't I don't I wanna trade him. I'm in the vast minority here, I know this. He played sixty-one games. Everybody's coming out with all oh, the, the the greatest one of the best seasons ever. Yeah, well he played he missed 120 games. And he had two hundred and thirty-five at bats. He played sixty-one games. Which is what you expect from him. You don't expect him to play even eighty games. Mm-hmm. Highest slugging percentage in team history, minimum 60 games, just so that – because he played 61. So I feel like he should have to, at least I don't qualify for a batting title, have 500-some my bats sure. before we say, oh, yeah, best slugging percentage in team history. Well, how much you play more than fucking 60 games? Yeah. So great season. Uh, he's figured it out these last couple of years after being terrible for his first four or five years. Uh, his last, I mean, this, this season was his best year. Uh, for war For whatever, whatever the hell that's worth for, for folks I
0: would trade him He's at his peak right now Yeah Kind of like the Mauer deal
1: Yeah Ultimately if they sign him Which they probably will They give him $20 million a year Whatever it's going to be like What does it matter If he's hurt If he's not hurt If he plays well If he wins an MVP It's not my money What do I care They're going to continue to spend or not spend regardless of if they give Byron Bucks $150 million. So he's a great player. He's our best player, but he's not healthy. And I just cannot. And if he goes somewhere else and tears it up, then then he does. But he's going to be 28 years old. This will be his sixth, seventh season coming up. Mm Mm-hmm. He's played maybe four seasons is all when you add all up his games, maybe four. Will he be healthy? I He hasn't yet. He had a hip thing. He came back. He got hit in the hand. He got a concussion. A lot of these things are out of his control, getting hit in the hand. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things with his hip, may just happen. They talked about him a lot. To sign him in the offseason should be their number one priority. I feel like if they could trade them, they could get a pretty good haul. And this is a team that feel like turnaround should be fairly quick for them to be good and competitive again. This was a bad year, but they still didn't lose 90 games. Like, you could easily fucking point out 10 games, or it's like, oh, yeah, 10 games. They could have gone their way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where they're over 500. So people, I mean, they're saying pay bucks and pay bucks, and, but it's like, dude. He never stays healthy. I don't care that when he's healthy and when he played this year, he maybe was the best guy going. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I – he just doesn't. Would you pay a pitcher? What's the pitching equivalent to Buxton? A guy that throws 60 Mm -hmm. innings a year? A Jacob deGrom type that's unbelievable Mm -hmm. but starts 10 games? Are you going to pay a Jacob deGrom that starts 10 games, gives you 65 innings a year? Are you going to give him a $150 million contract for seven or eight years? No. What, he's never pitched over 100 innings? No. Like, no. So why are you going to give Buxton on the chance you're going to roll the dice here and assume that he's going to do something he's never done before? And again, I don't know why it can't be incentive-based. I'm sure he will say, no, I do not want this to be incentive-based, based on games, because I can't fucking stay healthy. His own fault or not. So... I'd be very, be very easy to me to say. Here, you have five hundred at bats this year. I'll give you twenty million dollars, sight unseen, yeah. If he has five hundred at bats. He should put up a lot of numbers, mm-hmm. and he'll be worth every bit of twenty million. But other than that, I, I just don't know. Yeah,
0: it it's a great mystery. I, it really is. I don't really have a. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what
1: happens. I assume they will sign him this offseason. I assume that will happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if you sign him and he doesn't stay healthy, I can't say it's like, well, he didn't fucking know about it because yeah. it's never happened before.
0: Right? Is he going to go his
1: entire career like this? I don't know. He's still only 27, 28, so he's got hopefully seven or eight good years left in him. So is he going to go his entire career with injuries? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Injury-plagued career—we've seen that far too often. Certainly on with Minnesota sports, but just athletes in general here. So uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Yes,
1: I saw some hockey on TNT the other night. Did you? And may I say, those graphics look look outstanding.
0: Oh, I see. They have
1: got—they have got clean. It's very clean. Not a lot of busy shit. Just a little thing in the top left-hand corner for the score box, and very nice and clean and neat. Score okay, cool. graphics for the hockey, so I like that.
0: All right, very good. Uh, puck drops on the regular season next week.
1: Oh, well, he finished the thing. Finished last year last week. So,
0: <laughs> well, does that mean you're going to watch some hockey on TNT then?
1: Yes. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll flip through it and I'll see it. And like, all right, that looks good. All right, now to the next thing, and then we'll see. I really, I mean, I don't. You know, Penguins are, I guess, my team. Penguins. Yep. If I have a team with Penguins, I could not name you two guys on the team. Just the top two guys. Um, Seattle, I just like Seattle. The the uniform, I like the colors, yep. I like everything about it, I like the uh, the name. Crack. So, I'm, I, uh, they're not going to do as good as Vegas, no. you would think.
0: Nope, I agree.
1: So, they might be a bad team for a while, but... I could see a crack Kraken hat in my future of some sorts. Very so good.
0: I, I like it. I like it. I,
1: I, I do like everything they have.
0: Very good. Very good. Anything else before we say uh, so? That should be it, I think. All right. Well, uh, uh, good job uh, destroying Kelsey in fantasy football. and yes. um, Best of luck this week. Uh, good luck with the game. Hopefully, Mitchell doesn't lose by six touchdowns. And uh, enjoy the week. Enjoy the baseball playoffs, and we'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right, I'll see you later. Travis Kriens joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. Great stuff there, and we got through all the NFL. We talked college football. We had the baseball playoffs starting, so that's good. I, I'm gonna go raise Giants. I feel like I probably should go raise Dodgers, but that oh that game against St. Louis that's that's dicey. So we'll go with the Rays and the Giants, the two favorites in Major League baseball but as Travis said you could really see any any team any matchup in the World Series. Next week we will be doing our NHL season preview. We'll have uh hopefully Marcus Traxler will have a few minutes to spare and we'll, we'll talk some hockey there. Uh we'll make some picks. We'll see if maybe Noah makes an appearance. I, I can't guarantee it like at this point it's just a rarity I think when he comes, but we'll see. We'll try and get him whenever he can. Um, and yeah, all this stuff can be found on pod, uh, the, the Sports Block Podcast. All our podcasts can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at ND Stack and Facebook Nathan Stacken, Travis Crinz on Twitter at Travis Krins. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So coming up next, and we'll react to everything in the NFL and make some picks for week five. That's all coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast, available on podcast.com. All right, we're wrapping up this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast, as we always do during football season with a look back at what happened the previous week in the NFL and make some early picks for this week in the NFL. So let's go back to week four. Started off Thursday night football. Uh, Actually, a dandy of a game, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, uh, when Travis and I were talking, we really hadn't heard much about the Urban Meyer stuff that's happened post-game. So we'll get into all that next week. We both don't like him, but... um, Anywho, I mean, you can go back to my Twitter feed by by January and all that stuff. But the Jaguars got out to a 14-0 lead at, at halftime. It was, they were playing really good. The Bengals' offense wasn't doing much of anything. They picked it up in the second half, uh, tied the game up, and then back and forth the two teams went. Jaguars scored to get up 21-14. Bengals tied it and then ended up winning it on a last-second field goal to improve to 3-1. and The Jaguars 0-4 now have lost 19 straight games, longest streak since Detroit did it in 2007-2009. Uh, speaking of those Detroit Lions, they lose 24-14 to the Chicago Bears. Um... Justin Fields had a very, much better in this game. The Bears offense put up a whole bunch of points. Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator, actually called the play, so that was beneficial. And the Lions, I mean, nothing encapsulates the Lions season and perhaps the Lions franchise more than a snap going off of Jared Goff flinging into the hands of a defensive lineman. It just, Goff never even got his hand on it. It hit his shoulder pad. It's just, poor Lions. Bears win the game, though, but lose David Montgomery running back out for at least four to five weeks with a knee injury Uh, as we discussed the Minnesota Vikings lose to the Cleveland Browns 14-7 Vikings got out to a 7-0 lead scored on their first touchdown or first drive of the game never scored after that Um, defense played well missed pass interference penalty but overall offensive line got manhandled by Miles Garrett and company Denzel Ward had a couple blitzes very good cornerback for the Browns and the Browns improved to three and one uh, first time they've started three and one in two straight seasons since 1993 through '95. The, uh, Wa- the Washington football team—a very entertaining game against the Atlanta Falcons. Cordero Patterson for the Falcons—three receiving touchdowns. This one, he was fantastic throughout the entire game. Uh, the Falcons had a lead. It was 30 to 19, and. Inexplicably, or in Falcons-like fashion, they blow it. Including the Washington with the game-winning touchdown pass, uh, Taylor Heineke to J.D. McKissick across the field, and then he runs all the way up the sideline, soars into the end zone, here extending the ball across the pylon. Uh, an incredible play, and Washington escaped with a 34-30 victory. Indianapolis Colts get their first win of the season over the my uh, this one over the Miami Dolphins, 27-17. Uh, Each team is now 1-3. and Carson Wentz played okay, didn't have a turnover. The Colts' defense played well. The Dolphins' injuries are are a factor in this, but they're just not very good offensively right now, and the Colts uh, proved it here in this one, winning 27-17. New York Jets get their first win of the season. The much-maligned Zach Wilson played great in the second half against the Titans, who were without wide receivers Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Knew that that was going to be a factor for them once that, uh, to win this game once it was announced that they were going to miss the game on Friday. And they were up 9-0. Derrick Henry did his best to keep the Titans in this game. And they actually had a chance to tie the game in at the end of overtime. But Randy Bullock's field goal went wide left. And the Jets get their first win, 27-24. Uh, Buffalo Bills shut out... Uh, the Houston Texans it is the second shutout for the Bills this season they shut out the Miami Dolphins earlier in week two they beat the Texans 40 to nothing at one point I think it was close to halftime or maybe it was halftime and the Texans had just four total yards of offense they were just embarrassed uh, the defense did what they could but Buffalo's offense poured it on in the second half and they get the win 40 to nothing Dallas Cowboys beat the Carolina Panthers 36 to 28 Thanks in large part to Ezekiel Elliott. He had a great day rushing the football with with at least one touchdown. Dak Prescott throws four touchdowns. Uh, Sam Darnold did what he could to help the Panthers, but you wonder missing Christian McCaffrey, how much that impacted the offense and that great defense by the Panthers. They were uh, annihilated by the Cowboys offense. Just taken to the cleaners between passing and and rushing the football wasn't good. Uh, Dallas wins 36-28. Both teams are now 3-1. The Kansas City Chiefs get back on the winning track of beating Philadelphia 42-30. I was uh, the unfortunate sufferer of having to go against Tyreek Hill in two fantasy leagues this week. He had 11 catches for 186 yards and three touchdowns. Someone guard him, please, Philadelphia. Like, how bad is your defense? Jalen Hurts did what he could, uh, but this game featured no punts. uh, Like, the fourth game ever with no punts by either team. A Chiefs scored touchdowns on every drive except for one that resulted in an interception. I think there was a kneel down too, but that doesn't count. 42-30, to 30, Chiefs win. Big one against the Bills next week. The New York Giants inexplicably find a way to go down to New Orleans in the first home game at the Superdome for the Saints this year and beat New Orleans 27-21. Taysom Hill had a couple of rushing touchdowns in this one. He also threw an interception, which is not good. But uh, Saquon Barkley, a huge 52-yard touchdown catch in this one. Daniel Jones throws for over 400 yards. Uh, they uh, Saquon rushes for the game-winning touchdown in overtime. I, I don't get the Saints. They're just... An average team at this point. The offense just is somewhat suspect. And uh, Saquon looked good in this one, though. Interestingly enough, though, Graham Gonneau, the field goal kicker for the Giants, missed one. He had made like 35 straight or something like something crazy like that. That streak is no more. Giants get their first win of the season. Both the Giants and Jets win in overtime for the first time ever in NFL history on the same day. And they both get their first wins of the season. Arizona Cardinals take down the Los Angeles Rams 37 20 Arizona is your last your lone unbeaten team on the year Kyler Murray great in this one early on they got a a compliment ground game Matthew Stafford inaccurate on several throws this was just not the normal Matthew Stafford that we've seen so far through the first three weeks of the season with the LA Rams Rams defense wasn't good Arizona, 30-plus points, 400-plus yards in each game so far this season. Uh, they may be the team to beat in the NFC West. Staying in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks beat San Francisco 28-21. to 21. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt in this one for the 49ers. Uh, so Trey Lance, Marshall native, North Dakota State Bison, number three overall pick in the draft this past April came in did okay but the seahawks just took advantage their offense was bad for much of the first half of this game they they turn it up here in the second half and get the 28-21 win to avoid going one in three green bay packers beat the pittsburgh steelers 27-17 steelers offense is absolutely horrendous but the game kind of changed at the end of the first half when green bay attempted a field goal and Joe Hayden, the Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback was called offsides. But if you look at the replay, it sure looked like he was on sides and just timed his jump. Uh, perfect. They blocked the field goal kick. Minka Fitzpatrick picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. Would have made it 17, 14 at the half Pittsburgh. Don't know what it would have meant for the rest of the game, but, um, the rest called it offsides. It was a bad, bad call. It looked like, but, um, Green Bay first win against Pittsburgh since week 17, 1995. Wow, it's a long time ago, which is something that you wouldn't have expected. Baltimore Ravens get the win over the Denver Broncos, 23-7, hand the Broncos their first loss of the season. Teddy Bridgewater leaves this game with a concussion in the second quarter. Drew Locke came in in his uh, wake and just didn't do a whole lot. The Ravens were under 100 yards rushing in this game. They had 42 straight games rushing for 100 yards. Denver throws a pick with three seconds left. John Harbaugh says, yep, we're going for it. They run it with Lamar Jackson. He picks up four yards. They are over 100 yards now for the 43rd straight game. It's an amazing statistic, something that will never be broken. And they're going to keep going uh, and keep putting up high rushing numbers. But a big win for the Ravens, 23-7. to And, of course, the return. Tom Brady returning to New England. Fans cheering him uh, in introductions and uh, and then they booed him when he stepped on the field once the game began. Great game back and forth. Mac Jones played well in this one. Tom Brady was off a little bit, whether I think certainly a factor. But the Patriots uh, the Patriots had a lead 14-13, and then each team alternated field goals from there with the Bucs uh, taking a 19-17 lead. Nick Folk misses a 56-yard field goal on fourth and three. Hits the upright, and the Patriots lose 19-17. Tampa Bay improves to 3-1, while the Patriots are 1-3. And then Monday Night Football, a lightning delay at SoFi Stadium. What? Bolt up, I guess. The char- I, It's a it's a stadium with a roof. Apparently, it's open and has to be. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Chargers win, though, 28-14. They get out to a 21-0 lead. The Raiders offense horrible in the first half, and the Chargers were able to get the win. Herbert, Justin Herbert, three touchdown passes for the Chargers in this one. That's what happened in week four. So let's go to week five here and make some picks. Uh, again, Some something happened here. So if you hear a slight repeat. It, we fixed it. We got it. Uh, week five, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh Rams coming off their first loss of the season Seattle got a big win it's played in Seattle that's always tough but I think the Rams looking forward to getting that bad taste out of their mouths with that that loss give me the Seahawks or give me the Rams in this one to take down Seattle we have football in London we have the New York Jets at the Atlanta Falcon or versus the Atlanta Falcons 930 a.m. Eastern 8:30 a.m. Central time on the NFL network. Jets coming off a win. Bad loss by the Falcons. I think the Falcons are still slightly better. Oh, it's a toss-up. I almost want to take the Jets. Shit, I'm going to. Taking the Jets. Let's uh, The Jets get their second win of the season. Atlanta's bad. Give me the Jets to win this one. They won't complete a sweep of the New York teams. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. I'll go with the Vikings, but Michael Pierce is going to miss some time. The great defensive tackle. The secondary has a couple of guys on COVID, including Cam Dantzler. Hopefully he plays. I I, I don't, the Lions aren't good. Vikings, that was a tough loss last week. Please get a win here. Please, like, give Vikings fans some hope for the season. There's still time left. They're close. Don't lose to the Lions. Do not lose to the Lions. Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. Big game here uh, for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Are you for real? I, you certainly might be. Beat the Packers, and everyone will be talking about it. I can't go that far. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but it should be a good game. Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. It sounds like Urban Meyer has uh, lost the Jaguars locker room. They're approaching 20 straight losses. I don't know how they beat the Titans. If Julio Jones and A.J. Brown play, I think the Titans win. Um, Even if they don't, I think they squeak one out. But they lost to the Jets last week, so it's up in the air. I'll take the Titans, though, to beat Jacksonville. Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on Fox, even without Christian McCaffrey. The Panthers will be just fine in this one because the Eagles' defense is terrible. Panthers defense going to play well in this one. Uh, Jalen Hurts will still get some points, but I'm taking the Panthers over the Eagles here. Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central time on Fox. Again, stupid ASC crossover gate that doesn't make any sense whatsoever anymore. Um, Drew Locke probably going to get the start here. I for the Broncos, their defense is going to keep them in this one, but I'm going to take the Steelers narrowly in the low-scoring affair, like 17-13, 16-13, something like that. Give me the Steelers though to get the win here. Miami Dolphins at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Dolphins offense is terrible. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers return home after the last two on the road. Bucs get the win here over Miami. New England Patriots at the Houston Texans, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Davis Mills, uh, a battle of rookie quarterbacks. Davis Mills for the Texans against Mac Jones for the Patriots. Uh, Texans GM used to be in New England, so there's that. I'm going to go with New England here. Mac Jones looked really good last week. Texans look like they're not going too far. Give me the Patriots in this one. New Orleans Saints at the Washington football team, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central time on CBS. NFC against NFC, we had the stupid crossover. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, This is a tough one. This is a true toss-up. What Saints team is going to show up? What Saints team offensively is going to show up? Give me Washington in this one. I think that Washington just a little better right now. Give me give me the Washington football team to win. Chicago Bears at the Las Vegas Raiders, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Uh, sorry, Justin Fields. You won't have the offense to be able to keep pace with Derek Carr and hey, it is. Give me Henry Ruggs. Give me Darren Waller. Give me the Raiders in this one. Big over the Bears. Cleveland Browns at the L.A. Chargers, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Oh, this is going to be a great game. Low-scoring affair. Chargers, uh, Browns great defense. Can they keep that up against the Chargers? Pretty good-looking offense. I don't know. Give me the Chargers in this one narrowly over the Browns, uh, but I don't say that with a great deal of certainty at all. Uh, New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Giants always play the Cowboys difficult in Dallas, so I don't think this is by any stretch a guaranteed win for the Cowboys, and the Giants finally got that win last week. But the Cowboys are playing too well right now. Give me the Cowboys in this one. San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Sounds like uh, Trey Lance is going to get the start for this one for the 49ers. They'll throw some different looks at that, uh, or Kyle Shanahan will throw some different looks at that Arizona defense, but Kyler Murray and company, too good, too strong. Give me the Cardinals for the win here. And the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7:20 p.m. Central time on NBC. Chiefs defense is still a massive concern, major concern here, but I'm going to say that they keep... Going, progressing in the right direction here with Patrick Mahomes and company. Give me the Hall of Famer and the Chiefs to win a close one. High-scoring affair in this one. And then Monday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts, formerly the Baltimore Colts, at the Baltimore Ravens, formerly the Cleveland Browns, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Good job, Carson Wentz. You got the win, but not going to happen here. Baltimore, too strong. Lamar Jackson, too good. Give me the Ravens here to get that win. And that's it for week five. For our official picks and predictions, go to the stack, stackattack.sportsblock.com for a football Friday post. That will do it for this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. A lot of good talk with, with Travis and good college football talk with Charlie. Um, next week, we'll preview the NHL season. We'll try and get Marcus Traxler on to discuss so looking forward to that so for all of us here at the sports block podcast hope you enjoyed this one we'll see if noah can make some picks here i'm gonna keep trying so we'll see uh but for all of us here at the sports block podcast nathan second saying thank you for listening have a great week and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the sports block podcast have a good week everyone